So we've been doing this series on the one another concepts in the Bible. Why? Because we live in community. How we treat each other is really the fruit of life itself because our wealth is in our relationships. So the more we invest, the better life is. Well, today we are talking about the specific quality of patience. I don't know that I've ever met a person who said, man, I've got all the patience in the world. We are constantly tested. So today we're going to talk about the principles and the benefits of patience. Hi, this is Eric Hurd, and my podcast is called Relationships by the Book. So why that title? Well, I lived 18 years of my life apart from God, apart from His Word. And my family was one of the most dysfunctional families to grow up in, and we didn't understand relationships. And when I came to know Christ, it absolutely transformed me from the inside out. And I began to understand God's wisdom because I dug into His Word and I saw how much He had to say about relationships. I've been a pastor now for over 45 years, and so this podcast is really an accumulation of the wisdom God's given me in relationships that I want to share with you. Welcome back to the podcast. Good morning, Eric. It is a good morning. It's now about 7 o'clock in the morning as we're recording this. Life doesn't get any better. <laughs> so I got to I gotta share this with everybody. So I walk in here at like 6.55, and you go, how's your, how's your morning going? And like, like it's been half a day or something. I'm like, is it already morning? I'm still asleep. So, in the in the realm of patience, I hope you'll be patient with patient with me. Well, that's easy to be patient with you, Michael. Oh, but yeah. I, it's clear to me that you're in your fifth hour of the day already, and uh, not. see, that's the that's the good thing about getting up early, man. You know, it's already lunchtime for me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking about this whole area of patience, Michael, and. Uh, I, I love this topic because it's always something you can work on when you understand what patience is. Yeah, oh, I, I believe that for sure in myself. So let's get into it. What do you mean? Well, you know, uh, first of all, you, one of the beautiful things in, in the Bible is we realize that when God gives directives, it's because he loves us. He knows how we can uh, engage one another and have the best possible life. So he gives us all these what, what are called imperative commands. Imperative is this isn't just a suggestion. If you do this, there's a huge fruit or benefit. And so we've been talking about this reciprocal living and, you know, being kind, being compassionate. Today, we're talking about patience. Well, you know, in, in Ephesians 4, it talks about always be humble and gentle. Be patient with each other, making allowance for each other's fault because of your love. And so it's this imperative, you know, command of being patient with each other. Same thing in Colossians 3, same thing in Ephesians. It tells us to be patient. So, Michael, what is patience? Uh, well, I think it was pretty clear right there. It said uh, making allowances for each other's f uh, faults because of your love. There okay. you go. So, I mean, that stuck out to me when you were reading that. Yeah, so the driving, you know, uh, virtue to have patience is actually love. And, uh, you know, it's a, it's a really interesting word, patience. It's, it's a... It's a uh, it, it's a, uh, gosh, what's the word I'm looking at? It's a compound form uh, of, a, of, of two words, and it's uh, macrothemia, and macros means long, and uh, thumos means passion or temper. So I'm long 
standing in my temper. I don't fly off of the handle. And so God says, you're living in community. Here's what God knows. We are all broken. We can be insensitive. We can be uh, complacent. You know, like, uh, I don't know if you've ever uh, been behind somebody at a a stoplight or a stop sign. And I was this morning, I'm, I'm driving here. And I could see the person's head bobbing up and down. And I immediately know they're on their phone. Well, the light turns green and the guy doesn't go. And so uh, patience would be, man, I've done that before or something like that. I didn't know the signal turned green. Otherwise, I would have gone. Well, that's what happened with this guy. So literally, it was about seven seconds. And I'm just kind of waiting. And finally, he looks up and he accelerates. And he puts his hand like as if to say, hey, sorry. Mm. But I never honked my horn, never got upset, didn't flip him off. That's patience. And, and, and really, again, it's motivated by love, and, and, it's, and it's harnessed off of compassion. Oh, I've done that before. Mm-hmm. You know, and so, you know, you think of all the incidents where, you know, in fact, let me be the interviewer. When's maybe been a time you've had to show patience, either, you know, with, with Crystal or the kids or at work or something like that? Can you think of a time? Absolutely. I mean, uh, it's, it happens every day in my house. We're raising two little kids. <laughs> And, you know, Crystal and I, uh, we've, we're pretty clear on each other's strengths and weaknesses. And what's so funny is I'll forget, though, then mm. something that is a strength of mine that might be a weakness of Crystal's, you know, whatever it is. Um, you know, maybe it's something mechanical or whatever. And, she, you know, she's more, she's more patient than I am. But um, when I'm, it's... It's interesting because I'll get impatient with things that would be, you know, I, I see how to do it. I know, how, like, something that seems really easy to me may not be easy to her. Yes. Right? And those are, like, if I'm tired or hungry, that it shows up more than other times when I'm impatient mm-hmm. in those situations. Yeah. So, so we're constantly tested in any given day with the people we actually love. But because we love them, what we don't require of them to be is to be us Mm -hmm. to do it the way we would want it to be done in the timing we would want to have it done now we're not talking about a contractual agreement (laughs) like if you're working in you know and and remodeling your house and you've got uh, different subcontractors coming to work on your house uh, it's a very big difference you know that they say hey we'll be there tomorrow and you've made allowances to make sure somebody's at the house opening the door uh, supervising that kind of thing and then they don't show excuse me that's an agreement that's something that you can complain about or sometimes uh, in a litigious you know culture there are times where you know a lawsuit is in play because a person doesn't follow through on their word I don't believe that the patience here is is speaking of legal entanglements or contracts. It's really talking about the ebb and flow of a relationship. Yeah, that, that's a. I I like getting into this because, you know, sometimes I get mixed up in thinking that certain things in my life should be fair, right? Mm-hmm. It's not fair that the kids have taken over my house right it's not fair that crystal you know gets to do this and this but i've got to go work all day or whatever sometimes it's you know it seems unfair to her a lot of times a conversation that comes up you know i love to mountain bike surf fish uh snowboard these are things that 
typically taking Crystal and the kids to do with me is it's a lot more challenging than me just going and doing it with my buddies. Yes. So, you know, there are she makes allowances for me to go out and mountain bike, go do these things. And then if I do it too often, it becomes, you know, a really unfair situation. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have to kind of recalibrate. And But the whole concept of being fair, life's not fair, right? No. So uh, how does fairness and patience work yeah. out? Well, that's very interesting. Again, if we operate in a world that is basically not fair, there's things that happen to that. I didn't deserve that. Right. You know, and, you know, we've all had that bad day. Fairness, if, if you're looking for fairness, you're going to be wholly disillusioned because it doesn't, life doesn't come at you. People don't come at you. And, uh, but if I have patience, you know, here's the fair part. Would I require of somebody something I'm not willing to give? So, you know, in the golden rule, as you remember, Michael, is do unto others as you wish they would do unto you. I, at times, need the patience of others. Like, you know, um, you know I'm 66 years old, so I'm an old fart. But, uh, you know, one of the things I never grew up with was technology. Okay. And I must frustrate the heck out of people at work because I'm constantly, now, how do you do this? I don't, this frustrates me. And, you know, people go, just, just push that button. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's that simple. You know, and so I need people to be patient with me in my weaknesses, in the things that I'm blind to. And so this really gets interesting because would I require of others something I'm not willing to do? And so what I want to do is there's things I'm good at, things that, you know, I, I excel at. Am I patient with the people around me that don't know what I can do and, and, and uh, constantly have to ask me for help? And so being patient with people is something I want to do. And the better I'm at it, I have found it is reciprocal. And in a marriage, that is, by the way, critical. And parenting. That, that's really profound. So you've found that it is reciprocal. But cause yeah. it's not promised to be reciprocal. No, you no. can't expect it to be reciprocal. But in your experience, you found that it is. Yes, that, that when I'm patient with Debbie, when I'm patient with the people around me, I find I receive it. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, but I don't, I don't uh, if, if they don't give it, I'm not upset. And it's always interesting to me about being around impatient people because that's an that's a interesting question. How do you deal with impatient people? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Okay. Well, well, let's say you like you were that guy at the signal and you were looking at your phone and you didn't move quick enough and somebody hits their horn and you know they're flipping you off and stuff like that. How do you handle people that are impatient? Mm. That's yeah. a good question. For me, I'm typically the guy, if I picture myself in that situation, I go, shoot, I'm so sorry, right? Mm. I jump to being sorry in that situation. There's other situations where maybe I wouldn't be sorry, but yeah. in that one, I just, you know, I, I'm guilty of t looking at my phone in the car pretty often, so I need to be careful with that. <laughs> well, well, let me give you an instance that I had. Okay, so when you go to a store and you buy gift cards, you know that they've got to they've ring it up, they've got to scan the thing, take the plastic off. It's, it's kind of ordeal. Well, I was doing a marriage seminar at Camp Pendleton, and um, we like to give gifts. Well, I bought 25 uh, gift cards. Oh, wow. So I'm in the line, and unfortunately, at the, at the store I was at, there was one checker. 
and I've got two people behind me, and this gal's ripping them open, you know, uh, scanning them, and then she has to enter the code. And and this guy finally just says, Hattie, he goes, buddy, couldn't you go somewhere else to buy your freaking, you know, gift cards? And, uh, you know, I just respond to him, I am sorry, so sorry that you're having to wait. That's got to be hard. And the guy immediately settled down. Mm -hmm. But like he was showing impatience and he has no idea. These are not gift cards for me. I'm not giving them out willy-nilly for, you know, for birthday presents. This is for guys that are sacrificing their lives, guys that are willing to pay the ultimate price. So I don't feel guilty at all. Yeah, well, okay, that's interesting because your body language, when you just showed me right now how you responded to the guy, you looked at him with compassion. Yeah. I'm, uh, that sucks you got the way. I feel terrible. Basically what you said is, I feel terrible holding you up. Yes. Even though you had a good reason. You're bringing these gift cards to people in the service. Yeah. You had good, you could have been said, hey, you don't even know why I'm getting these gift cards. You know, you, you could have turned to him. Right. So I showed him compassion. what he didn't give to me. Yeah. My compassion moved me to be patient or to recognize the importance of patience. I was patient with him. In fact, um, uh, one of my favorite verses is out of Proverbs 15.1. It says, a soft word turns away wrath. A harsh word stirs up anger. Oh, that's so good. Impatience will cause people to say things that end up stirring stuff up. And, you know, you see these, you know, like, why do we have road rage? It's, it's impatience. You know, people don't like the way others drive. They think they're selfish or whatever. You know, like, <laughs> there, was a, there was a car that was weaving in and out of uh, two lanes and uh, and so I'm going, okay, I got to wait for the right moment. And finally I went around. And, you know, there's that part in your head of going, ah, some dude's, you know, on his cell phone or whatever. And it was so funny as I drive by. It is this elderly woman that's oh, just, yeah. tr I mean, her hands are shaking on the steering wheel. And she's just trying to get down the road. And I just start laughing because in my head, I'm thinking, yeah, I have the right to be impatient. This guy's weaving in and out of the lane, you know, could kill somebody. And it's just an elderly woman just trying to make her way down the road. Mm. So, you know, I, I, I'm proud of myself when I show patience because, you know, one of the things we said at the opening is that there's a reward and a benefit of patience. I mean, think about the time you were patient. What, what was the fruit of that? Mm. You know, we've had a few exercises recently as a family. I think you and you and I together even. But uh, through the pandemic, mm. many of these um, service industries have are understaffed right now, yeah. right? Yeah. You try to get a table at a restaurant or check into a hotel, and people that are working there are new right. and they're learning how to do it. And in sometimes, you know, especially like. If you're hungry, it's the end of the day, you've got to reservate. We, we had a reservation, I think it was around Christmas time, and we had to wait for a table for a while. And we were just like, what are they doing? You know, we're kind of talking amongst ourselves like, this is ridiculous. You know, it's the holidays, they should be prepared for this. But uh, if you really think about it, I mean, that these all these new employees, they're trying so hard, I'm sure. Or... You know, it's just new to them, and it's not their skill yet, or they're in the, maybe they're in the wrong position. But um, I had a difficult time being patient in mm. those situations recently because, you know, you just when you're paying for something, sometimes there's this entitlement that comes with it. Like, I am here to spend money. You should be waiting on me hand and foot, right? And uh, 
that can be a challenge for me okay. to be patient. So let's go down that road before we talk about the reward of the fruit of patience is, is what inhibits patience. You said one right off the bat, entitlement. I deserve better. Waking up in the morning, what do I really deserve? I don't deserve anything. Yeah. So if, if, you know, like we'll hear commercials, you deserve a break today, you know, whatever. Now, so, so what sets us up for impatience is entitlement, expectation, disillusionment, you know, people don't meet our standards. And so, so there's all kinds of things that really produce impatience. But man, when you look at the fruit of patience, oh my gosh, think about the, again, those times. You know, for me, I feel like when, when that guy was upset at me in the line, you know, about the gift cards, and I re- respond to him in a very, very soft tone, and, and he kind of calmed down, I go, I, I felt a sense of, of power in that. Yeah, you that, created peace. That's it. Is it, you know, uh, if at all possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace, well, in, or patience will help you get there. You know, and, and like I think about like in that situation with the restaurant and, you know, a hostess or a waiter, you know, if they're understaffed, realizes they are putting you in an imposition and, and it is taking too much time. And a simple, I'm so sorry that you had to wait so long. God, it dispels patience and, and, and or being patient toward a waiter or, or a, a hostess or whatever. Um, man, they're, they're just dying for that. But, you know, in, in, in culture, there's a beatdown of people that are impatient, who have entitlement, feel they deserve, feel they've been robbed, whatever it may be. And by the way, I work at a church, you know I'm a pastor, and sometimes some of the most impatient people are at church. <laughs> like, like I tell you one job, volunteer, I would never do, parking lot. Oh, my gosh. Oh, Lordy. In a, in a large mega church. It can, you're taking your life in your hands right there. Because, <laughs> you know, you'll try to point people to, hey, park here. And, and they look at you like, buddy, I'm not parking there. I'm taking my car over here. And, you know, so you see impatience everywhere. Mm-hmm. But, man, when you're the patient person, people are so grateful. Yeah. Yeah, it can really surprise you, can it? It can, and it's one of the most loving acts because it's it's like the person showing you patience, saying, "Me too, mm-hmm. me too." I, I I had a circumstance like that. I went through that. I imposed, and somebody showed me patience. So almost, you know that phrase, uh, "paying it forward." When I show patience, I'm literally paying it forward. Yeah. Because on the rebound, I'm going to receive patience. And, and, and there's a lot of things we need patience in. You know, and, and you know, some things are more severe, you know, where there's been injury, you know, and, and we've hurt somebody by our actions or by our words. And, and we need to, you know, when we do that, we need to understand the importance of patience, of waiting them for them to heal. Like so many times if, if we've hurt somebody and we say, man, can you forgive me? You know, it's, it's you, you can't demand it. And you've got to realize sometimes you're going to have to wait an amount of time and not demand it. And, uh, and so in more severe cases, like um, there was a, one of the most tragic things I dealt with when I was a student ministries pastor were two kids that were playing with a gun 
And uh, his one friend said, I always wondered what it would be like to kill somebody. And he pointed the gun at his friend and didn't know there was a bullet in the chamber and literally killed his friend. Well, they were next door neighbors. Okay. How long would it take for those parents who lost their son to just, a, it was a total accident, but the other family couldn't demand, why aren't you forgiving us? We still want relationship. It took years. Oh, it could take a lifetime. Yes. That's a, that's a real severe situation. Oh, yeah, but see, <clears throat> see it's the same thing, though. Like, like I, 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 I did a memorial for um, a, a gentleman, uh, his wife. Um, the doctor really made a severe error when it came to her cancer, didn't diagnose it properly. She didn't get the treatment, and the other oncologist said, had he caught it earlier, it could have been uh, eliminated or she would have gone into remission, but it was too late. Well, how long would it take that husband to forgive that doctor? See, and so, so there's, a, there's a, on a spectrum level, there is easy things that we can show patience in. Yeah. But then there's some things that in, in human relationship that take a long time. Yeah, you know, I just had a really cool uh, reconciliation with a friend. Mm. Um, so Crystal had a friendship with a friend of mine, you know. That right. Before Crystal and I dated, she hung out with my friend Gordon. And Gordon and I were really close friends back in high school. Right. And um, after high school, I ran into Crystal and, you know, thought I'd like to ask her out. Well, I thought I did a pretty good job getting permission to, from Gordon to, you know, make sure it was okay with him to take Crystal out. Yeah. And um, Crystal and I began dating. Turns out, he was really hurt by it. Mm -hmm. It's Crystal, that was in 2009, it's now 2022. Yeah. So 13 years later, I called him, I've been calling him for years. And um, you know, we've talked a little bit here and there, but it was always really just different. There was a, there was a, a, a big um, tension between us. Anyways, I, f I finally a few years ago realized how hurtful it was to him even mm -hmm. though I didn't see it the same way. And uh, so just a few days ago, um, I called him up and just said, hey man, I'm just so glad you answered. I just I want to apologize for causing you pain with this whole thing. Turns out he's now ma married. Yeah. He's, got, he's on a totally different path and we just got to catch up and we finally put it behind us recently. Yeah. And um, you know, he's, he's living a life that probably wouldn't have fit with Crystal anyways, but um, I, it took me a long time to really appreciate mm. what it did to him rather than thinking about myself. And, uh, we fought 13 years, but we, and we were really good friends. I mean, we went on family vacations together. We did everything together when we were in high school and, um, we just got to catch up for the first time. It took, like you're saying, how long it, that in that situation over a girl, 13 years. Yeah. Well, and, and you look at that situation and, and. You know, what fuels patience is compassion. I get it. I understand. Right. And, but the motivation is love. I want relationship. And so if I keep that in mind, again, the fruit of patience is so good. Because um, you didn't know me in my really dark years when I was first a Christian. Um, I had a lot of, in my soul, I had been so wounded as a young man. And, and so um, I lived with this thing of uh, the need to be needed, um, to be recognized, to be respected. 
Well, if you wake up and you're needy, I guarantee you, you're going to have tests of, of impatience. And I would be the one that would fly off the handle. Mm-hmm. I would be that driver that would literally drive by and flip somebody off. Mm-hmm. Man, I mean, I look back, I would fly off the handle. I was, I was you know, it's kind of interesting. Um, uh, John and James, the, the apostles, their nickname was Sons of Thunder. Yeah. Okay, that was me. I was a son of thunder. I just, yeah, I just, I fly off the handle. But what I love is the Holy Spirit within me, and it began to be revealed that I, I had this broken soul that needed to be healed, mm-hmm. and this work that took years in the making. I became a much more patient man. Again, I don't believe there's anybody that's a ten. Patience is a virtue, as we say. It is. And Jesus would be a 10. But I would say I'm upwards of an 8 today. But I was back in my earlier years, in my 20s, I was probably a 2. Mm-hmm. And and it's embarrassing to look back at that because I wasn't fueled by love. You know, I had very little compassion because I was so wounded. And when you're wounded, you're in your own head. You don't show compassion to other people. And so, so when, when somebody's impatient, in fact, anybody listening to this podcast, you have to ask yourself, in those incidents where I've been impatient, what's fueling it? For me, it was disrespect, being ignored, you know, that kind that, of thing. It's, har- it's really hard to identify what's fueling it, though, isn't it? Or it can well, be. Oh, okay. Ooh. So, so again, Greek philosophers... The unexamined life is not worth living. Oh, yeah. Most people that are impatient never stop to think why. The unexamined life is, un, is not, it's not worth, worth living. living. Such a good So if I take concept. time to examine, why did I get so upset at that other driver? It's because, man, when I was growing up, I felt I was invisible. That, that I was not the guy that was recognized. I wasn't attractive. I wasn't athletic. I wasn't smart. And in my home, I felt like I didn't matter. And so when people would discard me or not recognize me or not care about my input, I would just start to boil. And that's the heart of impatience. It's selfish. And so what's so beautiful, when you look at the fruits of the Spirit in in Galatians chapter 5, in other words, it's what the Holy Spirit wants to drive in you. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, you know, and on and on. And so when I'm walking in step with the Spirit, I can be patient with other people, even as, as God is patient toward me. Mm-hmm. And man, the fruit of it is like I didn't have these serotonin dumps. Because when you get, when you fly off the handle, your brain literally you pay a price. Serotonin is dumped. You have you have headaches, muscle tension, all of that. So there's a, there's a physiological price you pay for impatience. It separates people. When you're impatient, who wants to be around you? Mm-hmm. You're petty. You're not living by the golden rule. You're not willing to show patience. Thirdly, you never grow up. An impatient person never took the time to say, why am I so impatient? And, and, and chose to grow up. So you stay this little boy or this little girl who throws, I mean, have you ever, uh, well, have you ever? You're a parent. <laughs> you know the toddler, eight, toddler times? Okay, when toddlers don't get what they want, you know, Bobby wants that ice cream. Boom. And if he doesn't get his ice cream... The storm arrives. Oh, it's the fury of Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's the thing. He just flies off the handle. Look at adults when they fly off the handle. They're just a toddler out of control. Yeah. 
Yeah, so you become small. You separate relationship. You, you have this serotonin dump, so you're miserable. So it makes you miserable. It makes people miserable around you. And, and you start to go, man, impatience is toxic. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so why not move at patience? And how do you do that? You walk in step with the Spirit. You know, you, 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 you don't give room for the flesh. Yeah. In other words, just to live out your life the way you want. You start to be fueled by compassion and love. And when you start to so, show patience, it's like, okay, I'm part of the human race. Yeah. I'm good. And it's so cool. The Bible is it's such, it's so brilliantly written. Mm. That it says, be humble and gentle. And those are the keys to it, right? Yeah. Because if you humble yourself, you're going to be compassionate. You're going to consider the other person. Right and gentle is how we posture ourselves. That those that's Ephesians four two and three. That is so cool. I'm so glad you brought that. Yeah, because the humility is me too. Me too. Yeah, I've done that before, or something to some degree or another. Yeah, yeah. And you know, here's the here's the interesting thing. In heaven, we won't need patience. Yeah, that's true. Because there is no sin nature. And so people won't rub us the wrong way. Yeah. We we won't feel the need to explode. You know, we'll be in self. That that's like I look toward heaven. I go, man, I'm just being patient for the day. I'm there. Well, you know what's funny is you're always talking about how you'll never retire, right? right. Well, you'll be out of work in heaven. Well, yeah, because there's no memorials, <laughs> no weddings, could, no counseling. You'll have to retire. Yeah, I, that'll I, be the I, only way. <laughs> I do wonder what I'm going to do there. I'll probably, you know, You're be, a be t- at the pool, man, <laughs> <laughs> sitting back drinking mai tais. In heaven, you you never get drunk. Yeah, so you can have mai tais all day. all day long for eternity. <laughs> I don't know how we got to drinking, but oh no, it's funny. I um, I know. I was just like, thinking about how there's there's always problems. Like we all impatience is you know it sparks issues. And that's what you do. You step in and help people, you know, navigate through the rough waters of, you know, someone being selfish or impatient yeah. or for both people or whatever. Now, there is a little caveat warning, okay. okay, a little admonition, is that being patient does not mean we we allow ourselves to be abused. Yeah. So sometimes there are people that are abusive, like uh, that are yelling at you or demeaning your character. Like, um, I had a guy that just went off on me on the phone, and I said, hey, I'm going to hang up. When you can have a conversation, I would love to talk with you. And I hung up on him because he was swearing. He, he was, he was uh, going after me, and I'm not going to tolerate that. Now, the guy that, you know, where I'm getting, you know, gift cards, he wasn't attacking me. He was just expressing frustration. Mm-hmm. That's very different. So, so being patient doesn't uh, mean you you position yourself to be abused by the world. No, no. So I, I just wanted to add that caveat. Yeah, that's that's huge. And obviously, you could dig way deeper into that depending on someone's situation. Um, cool. This what a uh, practical thing for us all to consider. I'm so glad we talked about this. Uh, what what what's the big takeaway here? What should we hold on to as we go into our day yeah and 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 here's here's what i would say and and that is is that every day you're you're going to be have you're going to have tests of patience Mm. 
And there's a, there's a passage in Colossians 12 where it says, since God chose you to be his holy people, he loves, he says, you must clothe yourselves. And then he goes on to say, tenderhearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience. Don't you love that metaphor of put on, mm-hmm. clothe yourself. So as you get ready and you're dressing yourself, why don't you think about virtues? God, today I'm going to be tested. Give me humility. Give me gentleness. Give me patience as I encounter others. And and when you do so, oh my goodness, it's just a life worth living. So, uh, Michael, I love this topic. And next week, we're actually going to pick another uh, virtue, and that is gentleness. This is a really, really beautiful word. We should probably bring in Crystal for this one. Oh, she's, <laughs> you know, why am I talking about it? You're exactly right. She has to be one of the most gentle people I've ever been around. Again, I just wonder who did she come from? Yeah, yeah. I, I do too. Yeah. <laughs> when you think of Debbie and I, <laughs> just, wow, well, a little, little uh, sarcasm there. Uh, no, honestly, you guys are <laughs> phenomenally gentle with me. So, uh Awesome. Excited to speak about gentleness next week. And as always, we welcome comments, questions. You can reach out to us at our email, relationshipbythebook at outlook.com. And we look forward to next time. Awesome. Thanks, Thanks. Michael.